Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, feedback doesn't preclude. Chapter one, here we go. I think people get the wrong impression that the only way to give people performance feedback is the feedback model, which right. I, I don't think we've I don't think we've ever said that. I think we said that that might be the best way, but it's not the only way. Yeah, I think we could have been clearer over the years about saying that look, you owe your people performance communications. And because so many people struggle to do that, we have come up with a way that we have tested and works beautifully. And then we've expanded on that and and built it out and given examples and so on. And yet, there are other ways to do so that are effective. That said, Mike, I have to say at conferences, um, we often tell people, we're not saying we're the only way to do this stuff. We're not. We're simply saying that if you don't have a way that's systemic and repeatable and teachable, our way works and we know it does. But I realize we've been doing this for nine years and we still never said that saying thank you is really a form of, at the highest level, it may not be the manager's feedback model, but it is a form of feedback. Um, you want your people to do more of something in the future. And one way to get that is to say thank you for the things that help. Look, we've been talking for years about managers who don't talk to their directs about performance. Performance communications are the second most important thing managers do. Uh, if you want to be effective based on what we know, after spending time building relationships, and building trust. But there are other ways to do it. There are simple things you can do that are helpful beyond just the feedback model. And one of them is, and I'm amazed by this, but I've, I've seen it so many times, I'm astounded. You know, I shouldn't be astounded at this point in my career, but I am. That <laughs> managers, they don't think that saying thank you is necessary, that, well, they did their job kind of thing. So if you want to start somewhere communicating about performance, and we recognize that many of you, this guidance will bounce off your forehead because you simply can't get your arms around it. But we're telling you categorically, flat out, you can communicate about performance by simply saying thank you more frequently. Yeah. And the points we're going to talk about today are, are pretty simple, <laughs> right? Yeah. Say, say thank you more frequently. Use the word for, hey, thanks for X, to give more specificity. And then don't make the mistake of only using it for significant activities. Don't get the idea that positive feedback or positive performance communications has to be withheld until someone's done something really special. Yeah, like thank you for solving uh, the Middle East peace yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah. Until then, you get nothing. Yeah. Yeah, so, so this is a simple cast. All we're doing is making clear that thank you works. There's all kinds of data that it works. And when your directs do things that help you, that help themselves, that help other people, or that helps the organization achieve its goals, say thank you, okay? Even if they're not to the standard that you want them to be, but if they're moving in the right direction. In other words, if your weakest performer starts improving is still below the line perhaps let's say they're below the line um, the minimum standard but they start improving say thank you give them something to say now, you know I, I used this example a couple of weeks ago with somebody I said imagine your direct is in a dark room and your job is to say warm or cold or hot well, you're not going to, you know, they're looking for something, a chair to sit down in, for instance, and they've got a blindfold on or they're, like I said, they're in a dark room and they're wandering around and you're supposed to give them clues. 
Now, you might not think that your directs are in a dark room. Okay, fine. And yet most of people I talk to, and I've, I've said this many, many times on cast, completely misunderstand their relationship with their directs and in no way compare it to their own relationship with their boss. And I just don't think the average manager is that much different than his or her directs. But everybody I talk to says, yeah, I could, you know, my boss could be more clear with me. I'm not exactly sure what she does or, you know, she seems not to communicate as much and so on. I'm like, why wouldn't you do just the opposite of that with your directs if it bothers you, if it frustrates you, if it concerns you or whatever? And the fact is many people say to us that their boss basically leaves them alone, which there's a small percentage who are like, yeah, that's great. Unfortunately, some of those people left to their own devices do all kinds of damage. But going back to the, the dark room thing, your folks are in a room. Yeah, generally they know where you want them to go, but not precisely. And they may miss it. And sometimes the target is pretty small. Are you going to literally have a chance to say you're getting warmer, or you're getting colder, or you're red hot kind of thing? Are you really going to say, I'm not going to say anything until they're right next to it, and then I'll say, well done. You know, red hot. You stumble over the chair. That'll get them there fast. Yeah. <laughs> Broken yeah, exactly. bones, everything. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not rocket science. There are some of you we know that are uncomfortable with the idea of graciousness, kindness, respect for other people in the form of, if you'll pardon the expression, politeness, that this is work and we don't have to consider the person. But I don't think many of those people are listening. And if you're listening, and you think those things, I'm, I'm probably, Mike's probably going to be unable to help you terribly much. That said, here's how saying thank you sounds. I know this is corny, but we have to put a stake in the ground somewhere. And I realized if I was going to write a podcast about thank you as a form of positive feedback, that the use of the feedback model doesn't preclude thank yous, then we better give some examples. So you could say, thank you. I appreciate the extra effort or Hey, thanks. I know that took a bunch of work. I appreciate this. It made my day easier, made my day better, made my day shorter. Thanks for following up. Thanks for closing the loop. Thanks for meeting the deadline. Thank you for the extra communication. One less thing for me to worry about. Thanks for running that meeting. And like it or not, guys, every one of these examples is an example of performance communication. Yeah, they did something, right? <laughs> they yeah, performed. they performed, and you're communicating about it. Yeah, yeah. Saying thank you says, please, more of this generally in the future. That's the essence of performance communication, in this case, positive performance communication. Well, to some extent, this is, well, not to some extent, it is the fourth step in the feedback model when it's positive. When it's positive, it's right? say thank you, yeah. So this is a bit like our starter feedback model where we only recommend the first three steps when it's negative feedback. So you don't actually have to ask them, can you change that? You're just teaching them the connection between their performance and their results. This is the opposite of that, which is rather than saying, hey, can you give some feedback when you do X, this, it's awesome. Thank you. We're simply using step four here. You're absolutely right. Let me ask you about your last example. Thanks for running the meeting. Because it occurred to me, running the meeting doesn't say they did good, doesn't say they did poor, doesn't say how well they did or what specifically they did. So talk to me about that, the, yeah. the, the kind of general nature of that thankfulness. Yeah. Some folks hear that. Hey, thanks for running the meeting. There's a portion of people who hear that and say, the fact that you thanked someone 
means that she ran a good meeting that the standard format or generally it was useful or whatever. Yeah. You wouldn't thank somebody if they ran a poor meeting, right? Right. That, that's what some people think. Totally agree. Some other folks will tell you that those words, thanks for running the meeting, absent specific positives suggest, believe it or not, this is a different group than the first group, that the meeting was run poorly. If it was run well, something more specific would have been said. That kind of thinking is way, way too complex yeah, for it, me. It, right. It's like it's the Politburo all of a sudden. Yeah. Suddenly, we're going to parse things people say so carefully. Thanks don't have to convey that much hidden information. Don't get so excited about being so clever a communicator, folks, that you're one of those folks about whom others say, I never can tell just what he means. He acts like he thinks he's smarter than us most of the time. And part of the reason thank you works goes back to my earlier comments or earlier discussion about how we see our bosses versus how we think about how our directs see us. From the directs perspective, a thank you from our boss is almost always appreciated much more than even the most sincere boss means it. You and I had a discussion on ops this week on our operations call about thank you notes. I send everybody a thank you note after our offsite, and Danny and I, when we travel to public conferences, we actually send a thank you note to every attendee. And there are times, guys, we're not going to kid you, where you get done, it's 10 o'clock at night, you're back in your hotel room, and you have to write 20 thank you notes or 30 thank you notes. And there's a sense of, that's a chore. And when you write them, you have an experience. I'm, I'm not saying this is good or bad, but I can assure you, having written tens of thousands of thank you notes in my life, if you write five or six or 10 or 20 together, that experience of writing all of them is all lumped together. I mean, I can remember a few specific ones I've written, but for the most part, I'm writing thank you notes. But as we talked about um, this week, I think on Ops, right, we were discussing how to win friends and influence people. Right, and I brought it up because you had sent these thank you notes out and I got one. Yeah. And then we're partners. You didn't need to send it. Yeah, I did. I was, I was. I almost didn't, by the way. Yeah, well, you wouldn't. Yeah. You have to, right? You kind of think about the staff, right? Not, right. But you did, right? You said, you said, no, I'm going to send Mike one. It was a very kind, it was a very kind note. And it really, it really touched me. Yeah, it, <laughs> it did, really, right? It really touched me. It was one of five or something that I wrote, right? That's and right. again, I was writing them all together. So the experience for me, folks, I'm not saying this is right or wrong again. The experience for me, truthfully, was me writing thank you notes. But that is different than the experience of each person who received it. Every single person has since talked to me and said, that was really nice. They either sent an email or they called me or sent a text message. Ah, oh, I just got your note. Thank you. That was, that was very kind. The point is, the experience you have giving thank you, saying thank you, is different than the person receiving thank you. So Mike, Mike's different, of course, because we're partners. But for everybody else, they report to me. And here's the thing. Every single person had a moment where they assumed that they were the only one that got one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, again, neither one of those things is right or wrong, but they're both true. The act of saying thank you is emotionally, existentially different than receiving thank you. And the idea, therefore, that it doesn't mean that much when you say it. It's just a, it, it's a few words. When you say that, you're implying that 
a person's work performance doesn't matter to them and your opinion of them doesn't matter to them. And yeah. yet, you think about your boss's opinion of you all the time. And so, we've said this before, our directs don't think of us as managers, right? They don't think of us as nice people. They think of us as their boss. It's not that we're not nice people. We know that you are, guys. It's that our directs don't think of us that way. They think of us as their bosses. Right. There's like there's two things that's happening there. There's two there's two underestimations, I think. There's one, the underestimation of most managers as to what that thank you means to the direct. The value they place on you on you saying thank you is much greater than you think. Because you're thinking, well, I'm just a normal guy or a no- normal gal and you know, what's my thanks is no more important than anybody else's. Right. And it's wrong. It wrong. is more important. Right. Yeah. And the other the, the other side of it, they that not only thinking about the importance they place on is higher than yours, is the emotional impact is much more significant than you think. There's the emotional content of you writing it. And you're probably feeling good when you're writing it, not unless you're writing 30 or 50 or 100 at a time, which becomes more of a chance. But you're only writing one. You're probably feeling pretty good about it. And the person who receives it is feeling 10 times, 100 times better about it. Um, the emotional content is much higher. Yeah. As bosses, we almost always underestimate the value of kindness, of politeness, of manners, while our directs often crave it from us. And part of the reason they crave it is as a balance to the fear they feel for the role power mm. that we have. Again, yeah. all of us managers, we think, oh, I'm just a guy. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I care about my people. They shouldn't worry about that. I don't think about firing them all the time and so on. Well, okay, that's probably true. They probably don't think you're going to fire them tomorrow. But there is a fundamentally different emotional feeling when one says, I wonder what my directs think about me. I wonder what my peers think about me. I wonder what my boss thinks about me. And there's enough negativity in all of our directs' lives that you being a person who makes a point of saying thank you for things that make things more effective, more efficient, more useful, uh, that helps the organization achieve its goals, we said earlier, they are going to appreciate that. It's going to improve your relationship, and it's again, of course, it's all, this is all about feedback. Without using the feedback model, it's going to tell them what you want more of and why. And look, we'll talk more about this in a little bit, but stop thinking about whether what your directs did was good enough or whether it was worthy of praise. Saying thank you is not praise. Saying thank you is not praise. Saying thank you is part of the civilization that keeps us and our lives from being nasty, brutish, and short. And actually, it's one of my favorite quotes. And Hobbes wrote it about mankind lacking security. He was actually talking about the concept of mankind being at war. And the lacking of security is often what our power as managers causes our directs to feel we bring to their lives. That because we have the ability to take away their security, security, they feel there's a, a slight tension that exists between bosses and subordinates. And there are people who say, that's why we should have a totally flat organization. I say, you know, the tension that exists between managers and directs in a typical vertical organization is a reasonable accommodation for the benefits that a vertical organization gives us. Because a flat organization, you may not actually 
feel as much tension. The problem is you won't get as much done. And the boss won't give you a hard time, but the organization will in terms of its ability to survive and thrive in, uh, in the modern world. Saying thank you is a small way to behave in a civilized way towards your directs to dampen the fear that they inevitably feel relative to, to your power over their addiction to food, clothing, and shelter. Yeah. I'm just thinking about, about the reaction that some folks, because we're, we're old now, we're old and decrepit, but some younger right, exactly. folks might say, like, I think this whole manner stuff, that went out like, you know, 100 years ago. That's for old people or rich people or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I've, I've talked about etiquette and manners before, and I've, I've heard a couple of comments from people saying, yeah, you know, the, the world doesn't do that anymore. And, you know, I was just astounded by the idea that etiquette or manners had a somehow a connotation of being fusty or not no longer a part of, you know, the technology, the modern technological world overcame that. Or pretentious or something. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, yeah. And certainly there are examples. And I think there are great comedic examples where people overdo formal etiquette and so on because everybody knows that if you if you want formal etiquette you got to you got to speak with a british accent right? yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and hold your pinky out when you drink your tea yeah manners are nothing more than acting with an awareness of the feelings of others okay i've forgotten who said this but if you have that awareness of the feelings of others and hey folks if you're a high d manager this is for you. If you have some awareness of the feelings of others, you have good manners, regardless of which fork you use at a formal dinner. Manners aren't purely just etiquette, some formal set of rules, again, that the upper class uses. They're a part of how you treat other people. If what you do is treat other people based strictly on your power, you're going to get people to respond strictly to your power and people are going to withhold their best effort. And the more threats you make of your power because you're not willing to engage in manners, which is to say being sensitive to their feelings, I'm not saying that their feelings matter more than the organization's results or outcomes, but if you're not willing to be sensitive to that, you can behave in any manner you wish. And you're going to get less than good outcomes. How can you argue with the idea that you ought to treat other people with politeness, right? I mean, what would cause you to do that? The only people who behave that way are people who simply say, I'm superior to you, or I literally have more power than you. What's funny about that is people give etiquette a bad name because, oh, these people are arrogant when they do it. And yet you're being arrogant by simply ignoring it. Hmm. Yeah, because when we interact with one another, what, what have we said before? The definition of conflict is two human beings in the same county. There's going to be conflict. If you don't do something to mitigate some of that tension, that friction, that rubbing against one another, like Shakespeare says, I, there's the rub, right? He was talking about friction between people. Right. It's kind of like Covey's emotional bank account, right? In any, any relationship, there's going to be friction. You're going to be making withdrawals from yeah. the emotional bank account. And if you don't do something to build it up, politeness, same thing, yeah, yeah. right? You're insolvent. You go bankrupt. Yeah, the relationship exactly. goes bankrupt. Yeah. And look, you don't have to be polite only to people who are polite to you. In fact, the whole point of manners, of, of, of saying thank you, of being appreciative to other people, even for small things, even if somebody's rude to you, 
you're going to be polite to them. You're going to be kind to them. You're going to be respectful to them. You're going to be gracious to them. Not because of who or how they behave, but because of who you are. The whole point of this is you have to decide who you're going to be and are you going to be somebody who says thank you? Are you going to be somebody who say, says, if you'll pardon me, please, and excuse me? Without this, I have to tell you, Fredman Malik, my second favorite business writer of all time, talks about this. He says, you don't need a management style. You don't need some sort of style. What you need is manners, and that's treating people kindly and respectfully, particularly in light of the fact that you have real power over them. So, find opportunities to say thanks, okay? Bosses who don't say thanks are seen as unappreciative. Bosses who do are seen as kind. Not saying thanks reduces the likelihood of future similar behavior. Think about that. You don't say thanks, you reduce the likelihood of that similar behavior, the behavior in the future. That's literally negative feedback for a positive behavior. Yeah, I guess communication, you think of communication as what you say or what you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> it's equally communications. Well, yeah, and what bosses say is if I don't say anything, that means everything's okay. Yeah, right. Well, okay. yeah, unfortunately, it's the rare direct, maybe 1%, who say, I don't want my boss to talk to me at all. And frankly, those people aren't socially well-adjusted. All right, so we... I alluded to it earlier when giving the example of saying thank you for running the meeting. So let's go more into specific because that was that was general, right? It wasn't it wasn't specific, yeah. but you can say thanks and be a little bit more specific, right? Yeah, it's 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 way more helpful. Thank you, a generic thank you is a good thing. It's a kind thing, um, and it absolutely can be performance communications. But if you really want it to have some real value, you're going to use the word for. You're going to tell them what you're thanking them for. It helps a good deal to tell people why you're thanking them, what they actually did for what you're appreciative, rather than just expressing a general form of, you know, thanks a lot. Yeah, you're getting dangerously close to feedback here. I'm just, just yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you did X and this is, well, yeah, this is the benefit. Or, hey, I'm feeling good because of what you did. In other words, you did X and the outcome is thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the use of generic thank yous are often seen as required or minimal or even meaningless. It's like saying thanks without meaning thanks. It's the opposite of caring about someone um, and not knowing which fork to use, as an example. Just generic thank yous are using the right fork um, because you understand the rules, but not knowing why, not caring that, that others care, um, that there are simple rules that help us get along with one another. And look, without the specificity, there's always the chance there will be misunderstanding. If you're clear about the specific behavior, then you're being clear what your performance communication is about, and it makes clear what you want more of in the future. So when you do say thank you, say it specifically. Say what you're thanking your colleague for. For instance, thanks for staying until the deck was complete. Thank you for double-checking and finding my mistake. Thanks. I appreciate you being ahead of schedule. That one doesn't have a four, but there, it's implied there. Um, thank you for coming up with the draft budget. You saved me a week of hard work. Thanks for backing me up in the meeting. Again, simple. Be specific. Go beyond the two words, the English words anyway, and say, you did this, and I'm thanking you for it. And backwards, thank you for X. Exactly. Now, let's... 
recur back to the the idea that that many managers have, right? Which is they're not going to give feedback or say thanks for something they think is small or or, yeah. or less important than other behaviors. Yeah, a bunch of managers we know balk at this. Um, they say, "Well, I don't need to congratulate or appreciate my people just just for doing their job." Yeah, that's why I pay them. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, yeah. And, and I actually think I've come to believe that that's the boss's own insecurity. It has nothing to do mm. with their analysis of job performance, job motivation, job competence and so on it's simply i don't want to thank them too often because i'm afraid that i'll be reinforcing behavior that's not at the standard i want and that's not what it is at all but anyway and people say it all the time and i i i wince every time somebody says that in front of their directs it's, it it yeah. it implies that the only reason somebody's working is for the paycheck. And, yeah. And once you once you reach a level of satisfaction role to pay, you just take away all the other joy that, that people get in terms of contributing and building a team and organization. I I yeah. hate I, I hate it. I don't hate many things. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, you're you're saying you're not a person. I don't have to care about you. I don't have to show you some good manners. I don't have to be gracious toward you. You simply are a thing that does work for me. I bought you. Exactly. Right. And and I'm not going to give you a raise. I'm not going to give you a bonus. I'm not going to give you a hint that you're a well-performing part of the machine um, for fear that you will then stop trying to get better. It's it's And, and imagine your boss says to you, well, I, I wouldn't want to tell you how good you're doing because then you'll establish that as your standard and you'll never try to improve the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, really, you think that your verbiage to me is the sole discriminator of whether or not I try to improve? I don't I don't think so. I gave this example. It was a couple of years ago at a conference, I think, and three or four people gather around and said, say that again, so I'll give the example here. Imagine a direct whose performance is zero. They haven't even started working yet. They've done nothing. The goal is for them to beat a level of performance of 100 on a 100 scale. Look, they're not going to go from zero to 100 immediately. They're going to work their way there. And so when they first start working, they're going to get some stuff wrong. They're going to get some stuff right. Over time, they're going to learn more and more and more what to do that's good and less and less and less what to do that's bad. And they usually come to work with some understanding of the basics. It's a bit like saying, okay, I'm going to put you in that dark room and I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm not going to give you the warm and cold thing. If we're not willing to give positive feedback or even say thank you, does that mean you're not going to give any negative feedback to? In other words, you're not going to say you're getting colder. And the answer is every single time I ask that of managers, of course it doesn't. Okay, if the standard is you've got to be at 80 out of 100, if somebody's at 50, managers all say, well, I've got to tell them they're at 50 and not at 80. It's amazing to me the number of managers who just assume, well, negative feedback is a given. But positive feedback, I don't want to reinforce that they're at 50 and 50 is better than zero because 50 is an 80. I said, well, it's true that 50 is an 80, but it's still better than zero. What you're saying is, if you're wrong, I'm going to correct you. But if you're right, I'm going to say nothing. You're going to put a desert of negative feedback in front of somebody and say, in order to get to the promised land, you have to go through the desert of negative feedback. Right. Well, why bother, right? Why not just say, well, you know, I'd rather work for somebody who thanks me for the effort it took me to get from 20 to 22 or 22 to 24 or 24 to 35. 
at some level, everything that I've done in the last 30 years is, you know, helping managers is that is a manager's own insecurity for fear that without the threat of punishment, the manager has no power at all. And I don't want them thinking that where they are is okay. So I'll always hold back my appreciation to see if I can't get more out of them. But everybody knows that's not what they want from their own boss, right? And many bosses and companies and markets change the goalposts all the time and move them further away. By that definition, we'd never be thanked. We'd never be appreciated. We'd never, ever reward people or give people raises or give people promotions at all because things are just always going to be harder. And yeah. we wouldn't want you thinking anything positive about yourself. Right. And we have to be moving the goalposts, right? That's part of one of our jobs as, as managers and executives, asking people yeah. to get better, right? So until they're perfect, right? We Yeah, exactly. Say uh, nothing. Yeah. So look, guys, stop waiting for something significant to say thank you for. If one of your directs does something helpful, useful, efficient, effective, or just generally moves in the right direction, say thanks and be specific. They'll do more of it. And you're not going to quench their fire for getting better. And if they do stop getting better, you can also give them negative feedback for that. And yes, as you might imagine, there are podcasts for that. That's it. So, guys, say thank you frequently. Make it specific by using four. Tell them what you're thanking them for. And please don't wait and have some minimum standard that's too high. Say thank you for the small things. Uh, it's an easy thing to do. It'll help your directs perceive you as a real person, as maybe even as a nice person, rather than just as the boss. When you treat your directs like people whom you care about, essentially treating them with the respect that manners imply, that graciousness implies, you get better results. And it probably sounds corny, but hey, thanks for listening, folks. We know you're not our directs, but we appreciate you taking the time to help yourself become a better manager. After, I think, somewhere near 750 shows, doing this for you is still a privilege. So, thanks. Yeah, thank you, dude. You bet. Anytime, partner. All right, man. We'll see you later. Thanks, everyone. That's it for this week. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long.